Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is KJ Live with Chris Johnson. And Chris is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Now here's Chris Johnson. You're now tuned in to KJ Live. Happy New Year, everybody. Today's guest on the show is a California icon. He's arguably... The greatest athlete, all-around athlete to ever race the field or the court simultaneously, okay, in the state of California. He was all packed in in basketball at the University of Southern California. Let's welcome in the boss, Stace Bozeman. What's up, Stace? How's it going there, player, man? It's nice to see you, man. Yeah, same here, brother, man. Hey, it's been so long, man. You're like one of the most, like, just low-key dudes uh you know nobody can find you on social media you know nobody like ask where stace is at man like yeah he's on facebook that's it what's up with that man why are you so low-key dog i don't know man you know I, 
I guess you are who you are. And, uh, I've always been like that, man. I try to keep a low profile. I try to stay out the way. It just seems easier. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure, man. But one of the things I wanted to do today, brother, is kind of just talk about your journey through athletics, man. You you come out of uh, a, a part of the country, man, that has produced some of the greatest athletes to ever play, uh, yourself included. Talk about your upbringing, man. Where were you born? What city? What neighborhood? And what influence did that uh, neighborhood have on you growing up? Uh, I was born, uh, you know, March 10, 1974. I was actually born in the city of Cover City. I was actually born in Cover City, you know, but I, I resided on, uh, like you said, Hoover in 84. And uh, I can't believe you found that, man. And uh, that's actually, man, over there, it's like, like that was that was like when the times like when like like a uh, crack and, and, and gangs kind of like just kind of like kicked in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like full flare. So like every day it was like it was it was wild over there. Either we was breaking in houses or we was fighting. But at some point we played throw up tackle and like we played football in the streets. I'm talking about tackle. On concrete, we hitting cars. Damn, that's why that's why I developed the love for football over there. Though, I always wanted to be like Lynn Swan, who was, who was my childhood idol, and I just took it from there. So, you saying it was at the beginning of the crack era? Yeah, you in the street playing football. Just talk about like what a day would look like, man. You coming from school, man? Dudes is on the corner. It, it, I mean, you you had temptations there. You, I mean, dudes slanging. You seeing this stuff like. Maybe. And you're really seeing it. Like, you might be walking down the street in the alley and you're seeing some guy over there getting right, you know, yeah. hitting the pipe or doing whatever he's doing. Yeah. It's, it's just, we were so, we had so much energy. I think, like, we couldn't stay still. So we was either, like, for real, like, robbing cars, running, uh, uh, school, yeah. uh, sneaking at people's windows. But we, at some point, we would always find time for football. And, and football, and, and knowing that at some point throughout the day that I was going to play football, Kept me on the right path. And, man, I, I can't imagine what them games in the street must have looked like, man, because you think of the cars, so you got to dodge the cars, the traffic, and then the dudes you playing against. That's that's. Uh -oh. some... <laughs> oh, man, then there's no age level. We got cats out there like nine and cats out there like like 14. So oh, that's was, real. It was wild, man. You know, the east side, the east side, it's, it's, it's uncut over there, man. But yeah. thank God, you know, uh, mom's got a different kind of job. Uh, she became a 911 operator, so we moved to the city of Inglewood. And uh, that's why I started playing organized ball. And how, how old were you uh, when you moved to the wood? I moved to the wood, I was eight years old. Okay. And you and you played organized ball. Where did you start off? What park or what rec center did you start off? At the legendary Darby Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I started out. I went up there. I went up there to uh, just, just uh, that was a local park. When we first moved over there, the first day we moved over there, I'm like, it's a park around here? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> Go to the park and, uh, we just playing ball and stuff, and Cash is going to sign up for football. I'm like, what y'all doing? I'm like, so it's organized games? So I run home, grab mom's lighter or something. I'm like, yeah, it's free. Come sign me up. Yeah. We get there. It's like $100. She looking at me like crazy. I'm like, yeah, sign that. <laughs> 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 so uh, that's why I signed up at, uh, and I started playing football for Derby Park for the uh, uh Inglewood uh, Incas. That was my first team. Inglewood Incas. Wow. So, and, and did, now was the Incas, now was this tackle or was this flag at first? Tackle, tackle. Oh, so, straight tackle at first. Straight now, tackle, helmet, everything. Now, did y'all compete against like, you know, Carson and all these other type of programs and stuff? 
Carson, uh, Linwood, uh, Hartline, like all the yeah, these schools. Yeah, yeah, it was real. Yeah. Who are some of the guys, man? Because because my dad grew up playing at Sportsman's Park, which uh, Jesse Owens Park. So he always talks about him, James Lofton, the old receiver from the uh, Bucs. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. they grew up together. Yeah. But they grew up. That's why I played basketball at Sportsman. I played oh. basketball at Jesse Owens Park. I didn't play oh, basketball okay. at Darby. Okay. At, at Jesse Owens, because I, I wasn't kind of I wasn't nice enough to play at Darby. Oh, okay. That's real. That's so I want Jesse Owens. It's kind of more rough and rugged. So yeah. you know, cats would work with me. But were there any other cats? Were there any other cats like you know guys we may know that you came up with that that along uh, in, at Darby too? Uh, Darby, uh, like uh, Curtis Conway was, oh, yeah. you know, was always my football bro. Uh, Jamel Holloway. Oh wow! Uh, it was some Lindsey Hunter. It was so many. It's so many guys over there, man. But yeah, uh, yeah, Curtis was pretty cool, man. That's real. That's real. And so you, you're doing the football thing. You get in the morning side. What school did you start off at? What was your first elementary school in the morning at uh, Inglewood? Uh, I went to Warren Lane Elementary. Okay. And now, was there a difference as far as the adjustment process, as far as being from uh, growing up on the east side and then going to Inglewood, or was it or was it cool? It was a big adjustment because Cass and Inglewood was kind of way, a little bit more playerist, kind of laid back, you know. Cats like, you know, dressed and like, you know, had outfits on like it was, <laughs> you know, it was matching they was matching yeah, all that you know shoes matching name brand stuff and come from my come from you were just getting how you was getting it you know yeah so it was, it was kind of a shell shock in my first year it was actually kind of rough for me to fit in because i didn't i didn't i was i was always kind of a little socially awkward and it was yeah. kind of really kind of rough for me to fit in over there for like the first year yeah one for me being uh uh pretty good in ball uh, it would have been really, really rough. Yeah. All kind of cut that butter for me, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, I hear that a lot, man. A lot of guys that, you know, have, may have struggled with, you know, the, the social part of the thing, they, they kind of gravitated towards just, just hooping or just playing football, or just doing one thing and then immersing themselves in that. Is that, does that describe what you kind of did or? That's exactly what I did. Yeah. I mean, you know, described it to a T and people probably didn't know that about me. Yeah. Thought I was all flamboyant, but I was just the opposite, you know. So uh concentrating on the sport and actually uh, you know, uh, meeting Dominic Ellison, my best friend, kind of kind of helped me out a lot. Yeah, how, how old were you when you you and Dom met, man? Uh about what, 10, 11. Wow. Two years when I got into the wood by 10, 11. That's right, that's right, man. Cause you guys, you guys had that um that uh you guys had a couple movies done on you, Hard Hardwood Dreams, and they followed right. you guys from pretty young, man. Yeah, well, they followed us. Uh, Howard Dreams, the first one, they followed us our whole senior in high school. Oh, okay, okay. But it was like every day, though. It was like, so they was getting stuff they weren't supposed to get, you know? Yeah. They would show up at your house, you know, Friday, like, with the camera, like, hey, 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 what you doing? <laughs> it's not camera time. <laughs> How did you how did you adjust to that, man? You know, you you yeah, Eagleway, you decided to go to Morningside, and now you got cameras in your face. How do you how did you adjust to that? Uh, I really didn't, because for me, I never wanted to do it. Because this that that point, I don't want cameras following me around all the time, and it is it just made it a show everywhere you went. Like every you know, just following you to class, following you to lunch. It just put a lot of attention and pressure on you that that I didn't I didn't want. But it wasn't my decision towards the end because because it, it's part of a team and the team wanted to do it for publicity and stuff like that. So, and I also think, man, it's it, it was at a time when that type of story was you know it was really important to tell. You know, you had other stories that they were doing documentaries of the, the inner city high school athlete and his plight, and and I think that that it shed the light on a lot of things, man, about what people like like yourself actually had to go through on the day to day. 
Uh, a lot of times we hear about this stuff, but once you see it, you know, on the big screen, it kind of changes your perspective. But I think you guys, man, you guys had a, you know, you guys had a hell of a run, man. You guys were obviously one of the best teams in the country. What it was most memorable about that senior year, like a memorable game, a memorable moment uh, when the cameras were on you, man? Uh, probably when we played Artesia, man. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't, you know, well, my career, I, I only hit a couple game winners. You don't hit too many, like you're hitting game winners every game. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So it, it was a big game, a big stage. And, uh, I, 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 I hit a three to win the game. And that was probably the most memorable as far as my senior year, as far as basketball. Wait, I think I remember hearing about that. You wait. <laughs> Wait, that's the way you like. Didn't you get the rebound and dribble it out or something? Yeah, I got the rebound <laughs> and that. dribble it out. And why? I don't know. I guess I was just nervous. <laughs> you know, keep it real. I don't know why I dribbled out because I, I could have just put it right back in. Yeah, yeah. But, but you went and pulled the three. Out to the three and I let it fly, and I, it was game, man. And I was. That's why I remember so much. I was like, "What was I doing?" Like, why wow. <laughs> now that was when you competing. Sometimes such stuff takes over, and you just don't know what you. And it just. It's yeah, make it happen, you know. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I mean, I shot a, I hit a finger roll from about fifteen feet out at the sports arena against Modern Day, man. I don't know what I was doing. I just got it. <laughs> I just threw it up. Hey, Stace, I just threw that thing up, dog. Same exact type of scenario. It was like when I look yeah. back, I'm like, what was I thinking? I'm shooting a finger roll from fifteen feet in '94, '93. Hey. <laughs> right, right. But look, I got one question for you, man. I always want to ask you, man. Like, how does it feel? to go for a 50 ball in college. Oh, man. I, it wasn't 50, man. It felt like... Was it 54? What was it? No, it was, no, it was 36. It felt like... Nah. It, it, was a three, it was 25 in the first half. It should have been 50. It should have been 50, but they stopped passing it to me in the second half. <laughs> but uh, no, I felt good, brother. No, I felt good, man. That was against Kyle Sharif and them, man. But that was during the heyday uh, of yeah. the Pac-10, man. That was a yeah. live, live time, man. But I'm trying to tell people. <laughs> but stay, but stay. Something I wanted to talk. I wanted to find out from you, man. During this time, right? So you're at Morningside, man. You're baller. You're a star, two sport athlete. I, I remember you guys. I think you did. You guys win state in football too. Yeah, we won state in football, but they actually took the took the title back because we had a player that was a lineman that was yeah. too old. Oh, okay. Back when they used to pop you for being too old. Nowadays, you could be like 22, and it's no, it's no problem. It's no problem. Hey, it's no, bananas in Cali like that. Right hey, now. it's no problem. Okay, so they took it away. But, but what I wanted to know, man, like when we hear about guys, your reputation in high school was like, oh, Stacey's, you know, he 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 he's real with it. You know, he's he's real. So I wanted to know how much of that persona or that reputation was real. And how much of it was kind of a, a legendary thing that people were just kind of saying and putting a lot on it? And how much of it was real? I mean, you know, none is never 100% real when you hear it in the media, you know, but but I'll probably say 50% of it, 50% yeah. of it. Because, you know, I was, you know, I was actively in the gang and I was in the streets. So I can't think about that. That's just who I was you know, yeah. at that time. And, I think that kind of helped my toughness because on, on a day-to-day life in the streets and where I'm from in Inglewood and the bottoms and stuff like that, it's, it can get pretty rough. Yeah. I yeah. think that kind of helped me as far as like, you know, uh, as far as in basketball and football, because you know, guys are not there in your best interest. Elbows here, belt and, and uh, you know, tripping you here and there and there. But, you know, I, it just didn't really phase me like that. What, what was that influence in your life that kept you on that, path that straight and narrow the one that was states is you know going to college and he's gonna you know be going to class and being eligible and playing and being all pack 12 who what was the influence in your life 
that helped you uh, kind of stay on that path? It was, it was for me, it was always my mom's uh, rest in peace. Uh, she just always, I mean, even when I was messing up, like my mom's would hit the block. People be like, hey, but your mom just came. Like, I'm like, what? I'm like, man, where'd she go? <laughs> I'm like, all right, let me, let me, you know what I mean? Mom's was just, she was always, and even like she just never quit on me, even because, uh, you know, you know how it is. You, you know, yeah. you don't always make the best decisions when, you, when you're young, you know, when you're a youngster. So, yeah. But in the bad times, she never quit on me. And, and when it was bad, I always saw how much fight she had in her that I wanted to kind of make it right and try to get back on the right path, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, talk about your recruiting process at this time. As a two-sport athlete, man, I know you had some of the top schools in the country. The thing I uh, recruiting you, the thing I was kind of curious about was, you know, where, like, where were you real serious about going outside of SC, obviously like to play and in what schools were going to let you play football and basketball? Well, uh, Arizona was, was a school I was, uh, well, actually I'll take that back. Connecticut was a school I was on go to, man. I, I went on my trip. I committed in everything, man. Wow. UConn, huh? Yeah, man. Duh. Uh, uh, when I went there, it was just, I had such a great time and it was such a family atmosphere. It was just, and Calhoun was just the best, man. He was like, he was, I don't know, it was just, it was just something about him. It just, just made you want to run through a wall. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was on my I was on my uh, recruit trip. I'm like, man, let's hoop. I just grabbed some shoes. He threw me some shoes, and I was hooping. So it was, I understood when I went there that it was going to be about business and trying yeah. to get somewhere, and that's what I wanted to do. That's but, crazy. In, any other yeah, schools? Arizona, Lou Olsen. Lou Olsen used to come up to my school, man, and have lunch with me. Like, at least four or five times, I'm, I'm sitting there with Lou, oh, and Lou decided we're in the bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, yeah, real. Lou, 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 and uh, Jesse Evans. Yes, sir. Jesse, Jesse Evans. Jesse, and, uh, they was gonna let me play both. They was gonna let me play both, man. Okay. And then uh, SC just put it on real thick, man. And me and Rav just, I just got this connection with Rav, man. I still have to the day. Yeah. And it's like for for a black man for for me, seeing a black man that's successful and powerful, just just did something to me, man. It just it just like I just wanted to play for Rav. You know, yeah. They saw Martin Luther King speech. You know, it it it, it was more than sports and basketball. And, and <clears throat> when I like uh, fractured my ankle my senior year in uh, football, I missed like six games. I kind of understood that like sports wouldn't be there forever. Yeah. And, and we're on that path where sports is not here forever, but you as a person is like better yourself as a man. You know, blase blase. And I just took to that, and I just had to play for Rab. Oh, that's real. I always wondered just kind of what was going on over the SC, how the inner workings work, you know, obviously states, we was rivals at the time. And so yeah. it was like, you wasn't really concerned about nothing but beating these dudes. And you know, right, you, right, you, right, you, right. You, you hated these dudes. Or whatever. Yeah, and, and, and I'm one in seven. I only won one game. My, <laughs> my freshman year, we beat, uh, we, oh, we yeah. beat at the, uh, at the sports room at, ever since then donuts. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Mark, was that the one Mark Boyd and Ed got into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of bang on Ed and Ed just threw me to the ground, man. And, 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 and what's, I thought, me personally, my, my eyes, I thought Ed Band was the best high school basketball player I've ever seen. Oh, man, I can go on and on about Ed, man. I, first time I saw Ed, I was in the eighth grade, dog. I, I walk in the gym and, you know, he's taking off from the dotted on somebody. Oh I was just. I'm just like, who is this guy? And I, I came, I came home and told my dad, man, Ed O'Bannon, man, Ed O'Bannon. Man, I, I seen a, like an AU game was like him, Tracy Murray, uh, Butler. Yeah, I was watching the game. I'm like, I'm glad I played football because like I could never be this good. Like they was like, like they was out there like, like, like professionals in high school, really. 
Yeah. It was, it was crazy. And so and when you started off as you came in as a, as a uh, wing, right? As a, yeah, just yeah. a straight up wing. By the time yeah. you were a senior, man, I remember you being at the one. Yeah. How did that process of development go for you at SC as far as just coming in as a certain position? And then when you had a chance to be a professional, you had a coach that put you in a position I think he felt like would be your best position as a pro. Right. Cause you know, him, him, uh, him and uh, put me at the one and, uh, Henry Rivers, you know, he 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 has a lot of basketball knowledge. People probably don't know 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 about him a lot, but he has a lot. Of, he's one on every level. He played for John Wooden, uh, CBA championship, the NBA championship. So he has a lot, a lot of knowledge. And he thought that I'll be, that would be the best position that I can like further my basketball career, in which it was. Yeah. Like as soon as I graduated, like as soon as I left SC, everybody thought I was a point guard. It was like you too little to play, you know, blase to win. You know how it is in the league. You know how yeah. to position. Especially so back then. Is, especially back then. Especially back then. Now you might get away with it now because everybody's pretty much freelancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. It's not really positions right now. So Yeah. yeah. But, it was, it was, but it was a little struggle at first, though, playing my first, like, six or seven games playing for Bibby because he demanded a lot from the one. And it's a right. different game from up top looking down than rather getting it. You know what I mean? You know yeah. how it is. People don't understand the angles and the, view, the views on the court. Now you're looking at a whole nother view with dudes on either side, except, you know, before you had the other dudes on that side, it made life a little bit easier. Uh, but you did a hell of a job, man. First team, all Pac-10, kind of learning that new position just was a testament. I mean, you're one of the toughest dudes that we, we had to play against. We always, you know, it was like, oh, shit, we got Stace in them. And, you know, you had to bring your A game. You had to come with all your good stuff. Or, you know, you was getting ripped. Or you might get banged on. You know, something might happen that was going to be <laughs> embarrassing. Hey, when you look back on, on your time at SC, man, and, and all the ups and downs and, you know, everything that was good and everything that was bad, do you think that it was um, you stayed too close to home to go to college? Do you think you would have been better off somewhere else? Or do you think that SC – it was all good for you to be at SC. It was, it was, I honestly think, and personally, to be real with you, I think I said the one way to college because I would have been a little bit more focused because my, after my senior, my freshman year, I moved back home. Like, so oh. I'll be, I'll be playing the games and I'm right to the hood. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, I didn't really leave. So it wasn't no, it wasn't no, like the first time I seen real work was when I was with you. Yeah. Like, is this dude not before the... Oh, oh, in Qatar? <laughs> I'm like, this dude is, hey, man, Chris is crazy. This dude, like, were like, like, was getting it in. So I was like, Damn. so after that, that's when I would develop my work ethic, actually. But uh, if I don't went away to school, I think I'd have been a little bit more focused on yeah. as far as the business part, as far as getting better as a player, as an athlete. Yeah. Well, that, that you know, we all make our choices, man, but I, I always think, like, I'd ask myself the same question. If I didn't go to UCLA and try to follow my dad's footsteps, if I would have went to, because I had Kelvin Sampson at Washington State, I was rocking with Rick Majerus in Utah, I was okay. rocking with, and then George McCorn, George McCorn at Arizona State, Bill Frieder, you know, I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to see what's up with all that, because they were going to let me like handle it, and right. kind of, you know, back then I was a sitter, and so right. being, you know, they, UCLA was like, yeah, you're going to play the sitter or whatever. They were like, yo, you gonna come in and be, you know, like a point forward. I was like, shoot. But wow. I, I, I'm happy at the decision I made, man. You know how it is when we look back on stuff. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay, authenticity, guarantee. You'll feel it, because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's a head-turning pair for hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after, when you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts, not just any expert, sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay authenticity guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay authenticity guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, right after USC, you had a chance to do a couple of things. I remember you telling me this when I had you out of Qatar. Now, you had, I think, two situations, right? You had the Raiders and you had Chicago pre-draft 
kind of at the same time or, or am I getting the chronology it wrong? Like right, it was like uh, right at the same time. It was like I went to the Raiders camp, right? And two days in, like three days into that, the, the pre-jab camp started. So I had yeah. to leave a day early. Yeah. So the day I was supposed to leave, they were, they came to me that morning and woke me up and got me in this the meeting room and, and mind me, all this business stuff to me is is, is different, man. Because I'm I was like, I just want to hoop or play ball. I, I didn't understand this part of the game, you know. So they they telling me right there and now they offered me to, to be on the practice squad. <laughs> I think the practice squad I was getting like one hundred seventy five thousand a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. I had to like I'm like oh I'm, I'm I'm my flight leaving tomorrow morning. I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to see. I didn't put all that work in the basketball just to not like give it a like I thought I, I thought I'd be quitting personally and. and that's not what it was. Worth. If I had any kind of, if I had to do over, I probably would have signed that letter right there to practice squad. And they was either sign with us or, or do what you do. So I called my agent. My agent, I couldn't get to him. I'm like, I ain't gonna really do that, man. I gotta, I gotta go at least see if I can make it or not. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I made that decision. And, and so you actually, but you actually went through like a mini camp with the Raiders, where you you actually were playing like DB or safety and. I was in the man corner, which was uh the roster in the left corner. Oh wow! And, uh, I went out there for like I was out there for like five days. They had drafted that's the year they drafted uh my boy number one, rest in peace, Daryl Russell. D. Russ. They drafted him number one. We was on a plan together actually. Uh, he, he was he actually looked out for me, man. I love yeah. D. Russ. Man, D. Russ used to be because that's Jelani McCoy's best friend. So he's Jelani McCoy's best friend. D, I, hey, D. Russ used to be at UCLA messing with us all the time. Hey, D. Russ, <laughs> saved, look, Stace, I got to tell you this. D. Russ, D. Russ saved my life one time, man. I was over at SC messing with y'all, with the football dudes or whatever, man. But I was messing with uh, it was like Willie McGinnis, a bunch of other them big old, yeah. big old Dayron Harris looking dudes just walking around, big diesel. <laughs> right, man. So I almost got into it with Willie. Over there, and, and Daryl was like, had to save me. To, and I, and I look back at it now. I'm like, man, I made it. Yeah, that's I, the wrong dude to be I was about to get mopped up. Too. I was about to get mopped up. <laughs> Jelani was even like, yo, you was tripping, dog. Like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't have your back that day, KJ. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yo, they was about to. I'm like, but yeah, because uh, when Willie and them dudes was there, Willie and them dudes wasn't no, wasn't no joke, bro. They, bro. <laughs> and, I, and I learned, man. I learned after that, like, hold on, man. But no, nah, man, that's that's dope. But staying with that Raiders thing. Al Davis hit you up, didn't he? Yeah, man. He the one contacted me and, and offered me to come down there. And I was like, I hung up the first time because my homies would be playing and stuff. I'm like, man, stop playing, man. I hung, I hung. <laughs> you thought it was somebody but, else? Man, like, get off my line with that, man. So, and then I met the dude at the, uh, when I met him at the facilities, oh my, I was like meeting God, man. Like, I've never met a person and his presence was like, yeah. dude, his presence was like EF Hutton. Like, people was like pretty much stuck. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it like that, man. I've been around a lot of. You know, I've been around Maddie Johnson. I've been around a lot of like a lot of dudes. I've never seen a presence like that before ever in my life. It was it was, it was kind of intimidating. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> and you had and you had to, to to tell them no, man. You walk away. You think that because I mean, if your first love, my thing is, God, if your first love is football, yeah, and you know you had the tools and the yeah. talent, how do you, I guess, reconcile saying? You know, no to the Raiders and then going to Chicago for the pre-draft camp. Well, I think it all came back to my senior year when I really hurt my ankle. Like, I just, I cut up one time on a cut up and I just I broke it, man. And I, yeah. <laughs> I missed like six, seven games, man, pretty much. And then I just, I just always reverted back to that. And But I had, and I, I didn't have nobody really in my ear telling me 
Like how you probably have pops like, hey, you need to work two dribbles, step back here. No, nah, son, you ain't. That's not your young ability to get it off right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't really have that, man. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. important. That's important that's to have. To make, to make a good educated decision. I didn't I didn't have that. And you you had worked so hard, man. You put all your eggs into the basketball uh, basket. You know, you don't you didn't have a lot of tape on football since high school for the NFL. So I mean, it's sort of like I can I, I mean, although you do have an opportunity with the Raiders, and I guess who's the coach? Like Bill Callahan or somebody. Bill Callahan was coach. Bill Callahan was coach. I, I I could sense I could see you being like you know. Uh, I was balling down there and <laughs> two picks. The whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean, the the, the the zone part of it was kind of messing me up a little bit because. In the league, you understand, cat might cross your face and you got to hand him off, but you can't leave till you hand him off. Yeah. But you're still responsible for your zone. Yeah, like, it, was, it was it was different with the zone part up there. That, that brings up a good a good point. I want to tell me about just as a hooper, I, I'm just curious about this, like the ins and outs. So, like your playbook in football, like how how long do you guys spend learning that stuff compared to like a basketball playbook? Man, like you know, basketball is you have a little meeting. Watch a little film for maybe thirty minutes. Yeah, say who you got. He give you the little thing. You look. He's like, okay, this guy do this. He's like, what's that? And football practice started at two. We in the classroom at nine. We in there from nine to twelve. Damn. In the classroom, it's a real classroom. It's like we got chalk. I mean, back back in our day, but you know, we got chalk. It's like. Dude, playbook by like we really like we really it was it was it was, it was really it's it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot just to get to the field so then we'll do that for three hours we we'll go eat for, then we we'll go eat and we we'll come back and do the little treatment then you hit the field at two o'clock so that's the it's a day it's a real day and, and the good ones all day long and then after the two o'clock we go from two to four cats hit the weight room yeah that's what I'm. Man, and then some do. So that's what they talk about when they say guys spend all day in the facility. Like oh, they all day with football. It is not a game. You are a football player. So when they get that's pissed, it. when and they that's get pissed, why I think I kind of got it to the basketball because basketball is a little bit more player. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when they get pissed off at guys like you know Jamarcus Russell, for instance, back in the day, he probably was getting out of there at about two. Wasn't putting no extra time in, wasn't putting no extra work. And it sounds yeah. like football, yeah. that's important. You got to do that because that you're going to be a better player uh, off that study. Yeah. You might not even be better, but just to like, yeah, understand the terminology and yeah. all that stuff, you got to be in, you got to be in that classroom, man. Man, that's real, man. That's one for Eric Turner, man. Eric Turner was like burping me, dude. Mm-hmm. He was telling me, hey, Bose, you got the deep third. I'm like, thank you, my dude, because I wouldn't. It was all foreign to me, you know? Yeah, Eric Turner, the, the great, uh, rest in peace, the great safety yeah, yeah. out of UCLA, uh, number two pick in the draft. I remember he was one of the first real UCLA football dudes growing up. I was like, oh, man, oh. he went to Cleveland, he went to play with Cleveland. Yeah, the the Brown, he was live. He come back in the summer, you know, chains and business. I'd be like, who is that? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's Eric Turner. That's Eric Turner. Man, oh, he yeah. was so cool, though, man. He was, like, yeah. so cool, man. He, he, he was cool. Yeah. So tell me about Chicago, man. Who who was who was there the pre-draft camp, man? This is you know your all your eggs are in this basket, man. Who was there? Who'd you compete against? And how did and you it's play? The funny thing, you gonna laugh about this, man, because we did we was five and zero, and uh, we actually won the whole thing. But guess guess who was my backcourt mate? When it was Sham God, it was me and Sham God. Ah, <laughs> that's why we played in Malaysia. I'm like, yeah, you, I'm like, hey, you know I'm coming to get that right. <laughs> ah, you worked him in Malaysia, man. That's <laughs> sick. Oh, Sam God. Okay, y'all yeah, turned it off. So it was it was me and him and uh uh, Jeffrey was our coach, man. And Jeffrey was Jeffrey was a real dude, man. He, he was uh 
that's not uh knew that the assistant coaches in the leagues are really knowledgeable. Yeah. In the head coach, they're really much pretty much running the team. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. The head coach is doing the game and all that, but the assistant coaches is putting a lot of work in. Oh yeah. And uh I have I respect for Gentry after that camp. Oh yeah. But it was fun though, man. Uh that was that was the year I think Tim Duncan went number one that year. Mm-hmm. Them Jock and them came up there, but they didn't play. Mm-hmm. You know, they had, they yeah. those top tens or whatever. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was it was a good camp, man. It was a lot of pressure because they're right there. Like I'm talking, about, you shoot a J, they're right here. Yeah, they they like you know like they own you know how it is, man. They own it, man. So and, and when you, when you perform or play, you know, in scenarios like that, man, with a lot of pressure, a lot of eyeballs on you, man. How does it like? How do you respond? Like, what do you? Are you get nervous and then kind of find your groove, or do you kind of come out from Jump Street and just you're already locked in? I'm already locked in because I think it's like, like I'll be like competing against the scouts, like it's me against you. Like I tweak my mind, like y'all don't like me. I gotta prove myself to make y'all like me. So it's like I kind of give myself a, a edge to saying they did something to me or they, you know, don't like me or I just get myself sometimes. Because me personally, I I have to play angry. Yeah, I mean, uh, if I'm sitting out there or I'm just Jolly Jag and the shit is cool. It's not gonna be good for me. So I just kind of tweak my mind to make <clears throat> to make up some kind of some kind of foundation that they don't like me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's that's actually something I don't think it's done enough in today's athlete. Uh, I think you know in our generation we played a lot more angry. There was a lot different inspirations and motivations for why we performed on the court, why we went hard. You know, it was like some weird stuff going on, but we were motivated by different stuff. And it, it's a yeah. trip. It's a trip to see. Today's generation. Let me segue really quickly because I got you here, a Morningside guy. Earlier this year, Inglewood beat Morningside in football like a hundred to nothing. I, I think you might have heard about that or I saw that it on Facebook, man. I was what you think about what you think about that, man? What you, you think that was too much, or, or, or because it's a rivalry and because because you know about the Inglewood Morningside rivalry, did you expect something like that to happen? But, or? Uh, me personally, I was. It was bananas. It was crazy to me that somebody would like. It had a hundred some points, whatever, in a high school football game. I'm like, what were we over there doing? Did we did we even got eleven players on the field? That's what I that's what I see. But on the, on the flip of that, it's like I have no remorse for nobody in school not when we competing. Like yeah. if I was a coach, if I could beat you by two hundred, I would have scored two hundred. Yeah. Like if they scored hundred some points, got to stop them. Like I don't know. I, I think English should have scored more points if they could have. Yeah. I would have. Yeah, I'm trying. I score. I'm trying to score 500 on you. I don't care about none of your feelings, none of that. Nah, man, it's it's it's. <laughs> it's sports is an extra thing. You don't have to play it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that viewpoint, man. But it it just shows the, the it's a shift now in, in the thinking. It's like we got to stall people out. If I'm better than you, I I got to stall you out. <laughs> yeah, that's what they own. That's what they own. I'm trying, to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to take your heart, eat your lunch, all that, and, I, and, and look, I'm gonna need it tomorrow too. So, I mean, <laughs> every, every day of the week. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, sports is, as far as competition, is a little different now. It's, it's a little bit more sportsmanship, and you know, I get yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. As far as me personally, yeah. I, I had, I was totally opposite of that. I don't, have, I didn't have no kind of sportsmanship for you. <laughs> <laughs> After Chicago, you got an invite, or, or I believe that was the order. You got summer league with the Rockets, or how did that, or how did that work with uh, you got invited to camp? After, after the, after that, I actually went and played in a CBA that year. Oh, okay, okay. Played in the CBA. I came back that summer. That's when the Rockets invited me to the to the camp. And how was that, that experience? They invited me to summer league. You know how summer league is. They they divide like fifteen people, but they only got one like one or two 
spots. They looking at yeah. yeah, it's like twenty dudes here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some dudes here on favor. Some dudes here. Ooh, I mean, in I favor. Kinda, I got there kind of because of my agent a little bit, and then Roger Rose was actually there anyway. Mm-hmm. They had drafted Roger Rose in the first round, they, uh, so he was actually with Houston when I was working out with him. So I went to I went to play summer league with them, and I did pretty well, man. And they uh, they were surprised. They said we're gonna invite you back in a minute uh, to uh, veterans camp. Mm. Who was your agent? I was, I was the veteran camp, and uh, I actually started one game because uh, some dude landed from Georgia. Last name was Anderson. Shannon Anderson. Shannon Anderson. His mom had passed away. Oh wow. And uh, she went to the doctor just for an ordinary checkup, man. And they did something with some some reaction, and she passed away. May she rest in peace. And that was that was the time they was loving to bring. That was go away. That was the time they was that's my son. That was the time they was loving to bring uh, Katina Mobley off the bench. Oh, okay. And they started me. You know what I mean? I had like thirteen points that game, man. I played pretty well, man. So. Wow. Who? So it was. So that was around the era with Coutinho and uh, what Walt Williams and uh, the Wiz. Yeah, that's all. Was, that, all that was, because of my dog and uh, 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 Steve Francis was there. Francis, uh, yeah. Moochie Norris. Wow, that's a nice little crew. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. That was a nice little. Yeah, it was some good dudes too, man. That that, that was like a. That was the first time I've been around star-studded people who didn't act like that. I did act like normal kind of cats. You know what I mean? It's, sometimes, you know, it is in the league. Cats be big eye. Yeah, you know, big eye, little you, you know? Yeah. That was real cool, man. That was real cool. That's dope, man. That's dope. So now with Houston, you you played a couple of preseason games and go through training camp, or, and then they ended up releasing you. Um, Dude, the best practice. And they tell me the whole time, they're going to keep me. Yeah. Me and Moose going around looking for apartments for me. I'm like, because, like, when I went to camp, I'm like, okay, it's like a needle in the haystack. You make these kind of things. I'm already prepared. My mind, I'm not gonna make it. Okay, I mean, like, I want to fall hard. Yeah. I'm gonna go hard. That's just how I go. But they telling me the whole time we're gonna keep you for them. Uh, uh, got my uh, uh, got half of my contract for the year for that year. They had to do that. I'm thinking mm. they gonna keep me. Last mm. practice. I'm talking about the last practice. I'm going to the to 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 room. Like, let me come talk to you. I'm like. Go get some ice. And I'm like, nah, bro. <laughs> uh, nah. <laughs> nah, bro. Nah, bro. <laughs> hey, I had that's, that's that's no longer your ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, uh, Rudy was real cool, man. Rudy, and I forgot the name the online, but Rudy, Rudy was real cool about it, man. He talked talked about thirty minutes, man. Uh, Rudy T, Rudy Top Jonovich, okay. Rudy was cool, man. Over there drinking that coffee and gin. I'm like, hey, Rudy, let's pass him. Cool, man. Rudy was cool, man. Uh, they they let me down easy. But I took that kind of hard, man. Yeah. After that, man, I went home and uh, I was supposed to go right to the uh, play the CBA to Grand Rapids. And I was like, I'm cool. I'm going to the career. I went home for about a month and a half. Yeah. And let's talk, let's talk about those moments because I had those kind of moments too yeah. in my playing career, bro. When I got, you know, I'll get hurt or got cut from somewhere and I get back home and I I take me about a month and a half to get out of it. And I'm and when I and I used to, you know, we call it dissipate. So I used to do things that weren't necessarily good for me or my body. I'll pick up 15 pounds. Now I'm drinking, I'm blowing, I'm doing all kind of extra stuff. And you know, now right. I'm, jeopard, I'm jeopardizing right. the drug test now when I go back. And right. It's like you just be like, why is it though? Why is it that we get so in a downward spiral, man, when we don't make it like in a cut situation, bro? Yeah, so, I mean, especially as cats like man, you are fierce competitors, it's it's hard to accept that you lose. Yeah. Like that's actually what you did. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of a hard thing to accept. 
then you start throwing a pity party about yourself, and they're like, "Why wow, is this person, this coach, this that?" And then after about a, you know thirty days, a couple of weeks, the real you come out, the dog come out. You be like, "Hold up, man, yeah. am, I, am I just gonna sit here and quit?" Yeah. You start thinking about your upbringing, your parents, and what they instilled in you, your, your neighborhood. Then you get back to it, man. You know, yeah. but it's, it's not an easy transition, and and and. and Everybody ain't built for it. Nah, man, it's not. It's cutthroat, man. And it'll shatter your whole thing. I, I mean, talk about, though, because we had a similar experience, man, where the NBA draft. And, you know, I thought I might have been a second-round pick. Utah Jazz was talking about something. You know, I had a couple little 52, 53, you know, towards the end of the dreams ass. I was like, oh, okay, I might be up in there. Right, right, right. But you don't hear your name called. Stace. That moment, man, that moment when you don't hear your name call, you know the draft is over for that year. Just describe it, man. Just describe the feeling, bro. Uh, I never experienced dying or, or death or anything like that, but it's it's almost like living like, like you know, living death a little bit, man, because time stopped for you because it's like, boom, not only am I broke, I don't have a plan. I don't know what, you know what I mean? Like, what's my next move? Like, what I'm supposed to do now? So yeah. it's kind of like shell shocking. It's like you don't, I have no kind of direction, man. Yeah. People, and thank God, thank God I had the agent I had, Jerome Stanley, who would, who would work with me and who would help me out, who would try to find me places to play and who would, you know, if I was down on my luck, who might throw me a couple of dollars here, you know, it was, it was a real good dude, man. That's awesome, man. That's, and people, sometimes they don't really understand Jerome Stanley, who was Keyshawn Johnson's agent, whose son yeah. Cassius Stanley, yeah. uh, a guy signed for a 10-day, I think last week or, or two. Cassius is in the league playing. But um, okay. pe- people don't understand um, how important it is to have a, an agent or somebody like that in your corner at those times. I had a guy uh, by the name of Jerome Henderson. I don't know if you remember Big Roni. He's big yeah. o- OG, OG, 611, yeah. OG Rome. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, so Jerome was my agent, dog. But hey, but after I didn't get drafted, he he was in my head every day, man, about working out, about getting yeah. to the gym, about taking any little job. He sent me to Russia. He sent me to Russia for like 10 racks. He sent me here for like 15. And you know, he was just like, Man, you just gotta go get on the plane, bro. Just get on the plane. If I if I got a gig, just get on the plane. I'm like, all right, bro. Right, right, right. What, right. It, what it did, Stace, was keep me going. And, and it, it kept me working. And I had now I had a light at the end of the tunnel, bro. And, and I think that's the that's something that is very important when you are in a position like we were in. We're trying to scratch and claw and try to make it. I mean, look, look at nowadays, man, these guys signing these 10 day contracts and guys that have been out the league for two and three, uh, two and three years and, and right. that are just now getting back in. The right. reason that they're in a position to get back in the league is because they didn't give up. They didn't give up. It's right. because they kept in shape and they kept balling. And, and, but but people don't get how hard it is. Man, so <laughs> look, I used to get out of shape so quick, man. And <laughs> and I didn't like, I didn't get like it took me a minute to get back in shape, man. In real shape. It's like, why am I out here killing my like why am I here doing all this? And like, what am I doing it for? Yeah. No, it makes no sense to you, and you're <laughs> just doing it like what the hell am I doing? But because one of them years, man, I like I'm like flicking, man. I stopped working out and went back to SC. Yeah. Oh. I took three classes that semester. Oh, nice. For uh, a team in uh, the CBA called me. Uh, a team in Michigan called me. Gave me a thousand a week, and for some reason, I I, I had completed the semester, passed all my classes. I was going back to finish the semester semester, and I left. I should have stayed and finished my school, man. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay, authenticity, guarantee. You'll feel it, because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's a head-turning pair for hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after, when you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts, not just any expert, sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay authenticity guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay authenticity guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Man, that's so crazy because like, you know, I'm in love with that game so much, man. I was like, it, I, it's, I, I, 
Yeah, it's hard to say no, man, especially when you love it, man. It's hard to say no. An opportunity, man, it's like it's like the great I treated all my opportunities like if as if I was in the NBA, as if this was the league. You know, you know, you feel me, Stace? It's like I'm not tripping on where it is or where it's at. I'm trying to go over here and just dominate it. Um, where, where did you go, though? At, where did you play after you got released from the hot, the Rockets training camp? Where did you end up? I went to uh, I went home for a minute. Okay. <laughs> and it went for Miles. Miles was like, you can't just sit or, you can't be here. You got to do something. I'm like, so I went to Grand Rapids. Uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan played for the Grand Rapids Hoops. Yeah. Actually, was a good professional organization as far as the CBA. Checks yeah. on time. Yeah. We had apartments. We had a car. You know, you might go some CBA, some CBA yeah. teams. Yeah. Talking about, he go check, don't catch it to tomorrow. Like, well, you talk, what? I was at I was at Quad City. That happened to me one time. Isaiah Thomas had bought the CBA when I was. Oh, there. that's when yeah he messed the league up. Yeah. So he yeah, but 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 to his credit, the checks were on time. We had to go to like two. There's two check cashing places in in town that we can go to, and I go to one of those. You know, they take their little fifteen dollars off my top, but uh, I was getting my bread, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and for me, I was like you, like I just love the game. So wherever I'm at, it's the league, and I'm going and I'm maxing out. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean, I'm treating like you. I'm treating like this league. I'm, I'm out here having a ball. Like I'm, playing, yeah. I'm getting paid to do this, and yeah. I do this anyway. Yeah. How, how long did that? How long did that last for you in the CBA? How long did you uh, do the CBA thing for that? I did the CBA, man. I would. I would. I did the CBA for about about seven years, man. That that was my like that was my little situation. I go to the CBA. Okay. And then I go to Venezuela. Oh yeah. Um, pick up me some extra money. Yeah. And then uh, I'll try to get a, a cool job somewhere <clears throat> beginning of the next year if I, if I didn't make the league. That was, was my whole thing. Yeah, we, yeah. You, you, like a lot of, of us, that was our thing, too. I hit the CBA. <laughs> I tried to find somebody here. It was CBA. It was because, Port, remember, Puerto Rico and Venezuela, you could go get you some money after the season. Yeah, Venezuela gave you 12 months in a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and it's Vinny. So it's out there. Them, uh, it's, it's, it's a nice place to be as well. Were you in Caracas? Were you in the Caracas? Man, how was it? How was it, man? man? The Mondays, oh, the okay. Uh, it was crazy, man, because uh, Venezuela is not like one of the places you just go and just be walking around now. Like, <laughs> like, like it's, it's real property over there. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's real property, man. It's kind of sad sometimes, though, man. It's, you got this, it's a dog infestation over there, like a gang of dogs just running around. It's, it's wild, but I had a bodyguard, so it was cool. Oh, that's real. But be, being from L.A., man, being from, from, from the hood in L.A., when you go to a place like Venezuela and you see that type of that next level, I won't say next level poverty, but I, I feel like it's I've next seen some poverty. Next it's level next level poverty. poverty. <laughs> I see some stuff yeah. where it's like, dang, I ain't never seen no shit like this back in the no. house. No. What is you, what would be your perspective? How did that change or affect you as, as a person and your perspective on the world? Oh, it just. It made me appreciate who I was and the things I had a little more, man. It made me appreciate a better, actually being an American, because you know, being a black man in America is not always the thing to be, or, or it's not always gravy. So it just, it just gave me a new, a, a new foundation of of being a, a American and, and, and loving who I am and where I come from. Because I'm like, wow, it was like some, like some days I, I'll be walking to my room, man, and I. And I I'll buy a couple of chickens, man. And I'm just giving them out to people, man. Because people was really sitting there like drinking water from the from the uh yeah from a street. Like it was it was it was like it's bad, man. It's bad. It's real bad. Yeah. Nah, man, that's deep. And, and so you do Venezuela, the CBA for about seven years. 
How what point in your career did I give you that call, man? And when when I tried it, when I asked you to come to Qatar, I don't know. And I was like, I was like <laughs> bugged about that. I'm like, Chris, I'm like, stop it, man. man said, you might get down, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, why are you so bugged out, man? Stace, why are you why are you so bugged out? Why, why you- <laughs> I don't know, but we was just such, we was such some veterans, dog. It's like I know you can't compete harder than me. Yes, I can. And just, I know we was on one. I was like. So I'm like, man, hold on, let me see, let me see what's up. Cause I, I, I'll never walk away from money. I gotta at least see what's up. So I hit you back. You like, word? You like, so they giving me sixteen or, or eighteen just to come? I'm like, stop it, man. The Middle East, they ain't ball over there. Like, stop it, Chris. I get over there, man. You over there living it up? I'm like, oh, Chris, you over here in the cut, getting it, huh? <laughs> it was a nice situation, Stacey. It was a nice situation. It, it was hot as hell, but yeah, as far as the money and, and, and the lifestyle, man. I was in Dubai. Yeah, we went to early. Dubai. We was in Dubai early before it was we like chilling. training camp was there. It was uh, for the whole month. We was there for like a month, Stace. We was there hey. chilling for like a month. <laughs> hey, I was a little jealous of you about that. That whole that whole Malaysia experience and, and that team and the team was nice. We had hoopers on the team. We sure did. I yeah, still talk to jump out the gym. I forgot his name, but uh Yasin. Yasin. Oh my god, Yasin was like man. Yeah, he just retired. He just Eight. retired. Scotty Pippen like stringy long. I'm talking about. Just retired. Just retired. Like two two years ago, two three years ago, he just retired, man. He, that's amazing. He that's won. Amazing. They won another championship with uh Todd Day. Todd Day came over there after me and you. Like Todd, they brought Todd Day over there. They won another one. They won another one in two thousand five, and they're like the big uh three on three champion. So Qatar is now the like the top three on three in Asia. Oh, yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. So, so no, the basketball. Like, it was just kind of like they ain't won that before. We won one, right? Nah, man. They hadn't won anything. I think the best finish was the year before, man, when we made it to the championship. But man, that year, 2001, man, I, I tell you what, man, that team, when when I when we we you joined the crew, man, it just took us to a whole other type of level. Um, it, it was definitely they said it, that was like the best team that they ever had over there was the team with me and you. Yeah, big they, everything. Hey, we were sick. <laughs> but you were African dudes, they was like 16, 16. We had a real team. You were over there, hey, hey, because now then we could play in our, our normal positions at the time. So now you didn't have to worry about doing too much over here trying to grab boards. We can like lock dudes up, do I can come off these screens and just come off this pick and roll. Yeah, it was like one of the best professional experience I had. Like, like I went over there to a good team. I was asked to play my role, 15, yep. 16 points, play yep. great defense. Yep. Get the ball to the shooters, the scores. It was oh, it was a beautiful thing, man. Oh man, I came like forty, like thirty days or something like that. Oh, beautiful thing, man. Uh, un- unforgettable, man. I, I, I never told you. Thank you for that, man. I had to salute you for that. Man. Oh, it's all good. Thank <laughs> you, brother. Thank you, brother. I always wanted to talk to you about that, man. So then, after Qatar, man, after Qatar, you come back to to America. What did you get into at that point? After Qatar, uh, I'm still I'm still playing tonight. I'm still doing my same thing, man. When I you, did that same. I did that same scenario until I retired, man. And when did you retire? When did you shut it down? I don't even remember. Uh, I was in a. I was in a CBA plan for the uh, plan for uh, Minnesota Mayhem. Mm. Uh, I went to close out on this dude right in the corner, and a dude blew by me. I'm like 34. The dude blew by me, right? Mm-hmm. I hit him with my little check. I normally do. So they call that because now you because you can't hit you can't check moves no more, right? So, man, dude was just, like, just getting by me, like, with ease, man, talking to me crazy. You know, I'm out there talking shit. I'm like, you know what? I looked up. I was on the bench. Now I'm sweating, man. I looked around. I said, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> 
And like once I can't compete and stop dudes like I want to, it was it was it was time to go, man. Because man, people understand my whole thing. Like when I, when I came to the gym, I'm like, who's supposed to be the superstar? Okay, I need that. You don't get nothing today. Like <clears throat> if you get something, it's gonna be because I slipped up or you. I don't know what happened. You shouldn't have got that. Like mm-hmm. I, that was my whole thing coming to the gym, and I couldn't do that no more. So you say you don't, you don't even want to play if if you can't do that you know you don't even want to be out there no more. I didn't want to be out there. It was over, man. And, and, and after you retired, like, how, what did you get into? Did you? How was the adjustment? I guess into being in the real world because, bro, that is one of the. It's, I talk about it all the time with all all my guys, man. Just that transition because because look, unless you transition, this is my theory, state. Unless you transition into a basketball related career, right, directly where you can use the skill set that you gained the last 20 something years, then everything else is going to be a little tricky. Listen, it was like, I was just not being born. Damn. You know what I mean? It was like, I was so shell shocked, man. I'm talking about, I'm like, anybody doing nothing for you? Like nobody give a damn who you is no more. It was like, it was like shell shocking, man. It was like really shell shocking, man. And I struggled, man, for a minute, for a minute, man. I actually got into some trouble. I ended up being incarcerated for like a year, like a year, some change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got out of jail, man. And uh, my mom had passed. Yeah. My mom passed. It just people understand for me, that was my whole world, man. That was, that was just my, that was my heartbeat. And her passion kind of just like, I don't know. It was just kind of like matured me and woke me up, man. I'm like, I went back to school looking for jobs. Mm. I, I took the money she left me and I moved to Minnesota. Damn. And because my 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 uh my uh my kid was out here. I had a daughter of nine was out here. Okay. Right here by a little house a bit close to my kid. You know, it's dirt cheap to get something out here. Yeah. Nice. So and then I started working as a counselor at uh at uh this place called Asha Area Learning Center. Mm-hmm. Been doing that and so as a counselor, you work with uh uh, kids all the time of all ages of all socioeconomic backgrounds or how does that work yeah it's, it's like a <clears throat> it's, it's like a we have them back at home we call them scrock it's like an alternative high school mm-hmm. for kids that you know lacking their credits or yeah maybe a little older because we got a couple kids you know maybe you know 20 21 years old just graduating which is a great thing they stuck with it so it's, it's it's a school like that, man. And people think think it's a bad school for bad kids, but it's not. It's just for kids who just need a little extra help. Need a little extra help and got a lot of potential if they if they get that help. And they man, can got be, a lot of potential. And they, yeah. And I was kind of mad at myself because I stereotyped them before I got there. Yeah. I there and started learning. I'm like, oh, I was just as bad as the other people stereotype. My bad. Like, you know, yeah. Not bad at all. It's just misunderstood. No, that's dope that that you um, you know are dedicating your purpose now to to giving back, man, and helping change lives, brother. I wanted to to ask you about with you being in Minnesota, um, you know the George Floyd trial, the the whole situation up there, man. What was it like? You see, you're you from L.A., so you seen the riots. You was there with Rodney King. So I was you, in the Rodney Kings. I was, I, that's what I'm saying. I was like I'm in the I'm in the paint. That's what I'm saying. I'm I, looking like everybody else. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, 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 what we were you was protesting? We was no, looting. It was you was out to go get something. It wasn't no. Yeah, we was shot. We was man. We, but uh, this one was a little bit more, a little, little bit more political, and it hit, it hit home a little different because I was, I'm, I was, I'm grown man, and I was black man, and to see 
uh, a black man broad daylight gets strangled to death in the middle of, in, in the street is just like it's just something I'll never forget, man. Like that image. Every time I somebody say George Floyd, I just think of him being strangled to death right there in, on, on that street corner, and, and <clears throat> it was just bananas, man. And I applaud all the young people in Minnesota because. That was the majority of the people who was protesting. And they was really protesting. They wasn't yeah. looting. Yeah. They wasn't trying to come up. Mm-hmm. They were actually really protesting for a cause. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it was, it was, it was an amazing thing to see. But also, now I look back on it like right now, like there's nothing that's changed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah. So, like, yeah. You might be kind of angry, but you you still don't want to give up the fight, but makes you kind of angry but being being a father of three uh obviously you're a father you're raising kids that are going to be the leaders of the next generation what type of message do you tell them as a father or just about being comfortable in their own skin and being african-american in this day and age what do you tell your kids how do you tell them Uh especially because i have two biracial kids and i have one kid that's not biracial i do too i do too and I just tell them that, like, like you're going to get pulled from two different sides. My biracial kids, you're going to get pulled from two different sides. But at the end of the day, like, you have to love yourself and choose yourself. You know, like, you are who you are and never be ashamed of yourself. At the end of the day, people are going to like you. People are not going to dislike you. And it's okay. Everybody's not going to like you. You're not going to like everybody. And it's okay. But you still have to live yourself and act <clears throat> with a certain kind of respect and dignity and take pride in yourself. I tell my son in California, Cameron, I tell him that all the time, you know. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stace, uh, one more question, man, and, and I'm going to let you go, man. I, I want to know if you could go back in time <clears throat> time somehow and meet your you know, 13 or 14-year-old self, Stace Bowles, when he's 13, 14, what would you tell yourself back then? I can go back in time. I would tell myself that education in school is more important than I thought it was. And more important than education in school was relationships with people, networking. Because like everybody know me and, and it's always talking about me, but like I don't know nobody. Like I don't, I can't call, like, I don't network, I don't call people. That part of my life, I thought, I think I would work on it a little better. Hmm. Like the networking, the building yeah. relationships with people. That, right. Like you said, the after, the after basketball, the after career stuff. Like how right now you can kind of transfer it into. I see you on with the podcast. I'm like, okay, it's nice. Like, you know, just to be, so just, just to have a supporting yeah. group and to be crafty enough to do something different. Sure. I, would, I would, I would tell myself that the uh, uh, education is way more important than I actually thought it was. So, yeah, that's a dope message, man. Man, you had an amazing career, man. You, this is story was your story is awesome too, bro. Because it's one that you know talks about resiliency, man, and, and making it out of a tough situation. I don't think people really understand how hard it is to make it out of those situations, man, when you don't have your father around and, and it's just you and moms, man. I have a lot of admiration for the for the young brothers like brothers like yourself and others that have made it out of that situation, bro. Um, the thing though, right now, my pops, I, I, I mean, but we started talking regularly about two years ago. And my pops is my dude right now. Talk to him every day. So you just you started talking to your pops again? 
about two years ago. Damn, how's that been? How's that how's that been the reconnection? Do you feel differently as a father or does it not really bother you at all? Uh, it's almost like a, a question being asked. You, know, you always had a question in your life or where you came from, what you look like. Because I had a father figure in my life named L.R. Ross Sr. Like, that was my dude. You know, he looked out for me the whole time. I mean, he just, that was my dude. But you always wonder who you come from and why you act a certain way, walk a certain way. So a lot of questions were answered. And uh, <clears throat> I just, you know, as far as being in a relationship with him, I, I kind of just forgave him. Like, because as a kid, you're thinking like, why, why my father ain't around? Like, why, like what do I do? Like, do I do something to the dude? Or? So it's kind of like a, it was like a weight off my shoulder for forgiveness, actually. So it was, it was totally about me. So, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad I did. And uh, he, he's a cool dude, man. Cool dude. Is he gonna come to Minnesota to see you? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> coming to Minnesota, people be like, "Hey, man, we we, we yeah. might come in the summer. We got we got to figure that out." <laughs> I ain't trying to mess with him. People is not feeling this cold because right now it's probably like seven degrees, right? Now. Seven and eight degrees, bro. That's I'm cool on that. No, man. we don't really do that where we come from. We come from the palm trees, and you know, you know what I mean, it's sunny right now. I'm looking outside. <laughs> hey, I got the sun. I got a mountain right here. I'm chilling. <laughs> But here's the thing I would say that I'm most I'm most upset about my whole career is like everybody always talk about football with me. I mean I get it, I play football, but yeah. I, I just think I never get enough credit for being a basketball player. You know what I mean? Like I was right. all 10 in, in a conference where it was like real guards in this conference. It's like if you played in the Pac 10 back when we played, it was a different kind of conference. Not saying anything now, but absolutely Look, every night. You talking about high level guys too? High draft picks, lottery picks, number two pick, Mike Bibby, all type of Jason Terry coming off the bench, first rounder coming off the bench. So like, it, 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 stays, it stays. Yeah, it stays. You was out there having drawing the toughest defensive assignment, probably every single time you stepped on the floor. So you got to really be up in all these dudes like a wow. lot. Like that's the thing people got to understand about you. Your right. film, your film from college. That's why I had so much confidence in, in Qatar bringing you over. They were like, "Where did he play?" I'm like, "Don't worry about it. I know, I know what time it is." My God, like I see, <laughs> I, see him, I see him, I see him in the Pac-10, dog. Like I know what he he locking dudes up, bro. Right. He's locking right. dudes up. So no, nah, you did it, you did it, man. And it was, and it's a credit to your game and the athlete. That's why I say, man, you were you were an incredible athlete, bro. To do that in football, bro, and then to be all Pac-10 in that era, bro. That's, I mean, think about think about the two sports stars that you came up with, okay? Guys like Antonio Carrion or guys like, you know, there were other guys that were, were dope. Yeah. They didn't take it to the level, man. They weren't all packed in in, in the heyday of the conference, right? right. Okay, right. so that right. that's I think that sets you apart and why we all look at you and revere you the way we do, bro. We no, I think people realize it, bro. People give you that love. You you still talked about, bro. Like like it's still it's, <laughs> hey, it's hey, you be on Twitter. Hey, wait till I come out with this pod on Twitter. They're gonna be like, oh, I was wondering what happened to Stace and this and that. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, man, but I was always a low key guy, man. Like I didn't really want too much press and headlines, man. All I want to do is ball, man. Yeah, that's what's up, bro. Yeah. Well, man, you be good, man. I appreciate your, your time today, brother, man. I'd love to do this again at some point, man. You stay safe, man, and uh, good luck in everything you're doing, bro. Man, you family, man. It's always love, man. Appreciate always. you. Always. I appreciate you. Stay Bozeman. All right. <laughs> at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital. Rated R.